Shachtan, an Indo Askelige. Time in Mon Irok the Yen of Chacht Erachor, Agasuligum, a Makan Shaw, Gurfeder Echor, Inuik Kart, Len of Winterfein. Skilti, Fis, Turmi. Tashe Dochretche, Nach Vetok, Ara, Igornamion, and Kestian Echo. Vien Talam again Omgrev, Orkar Nrachtum. Find us on all the usual podcast platforms. Yeah, having my head shoved into the uh, steps of the Ulster Bank in Ranla, called but of a gun put into the back of your skull, that's a moment where you go, okay, yeah, I think this one's up. How does a high-flying academic become one of Ireland's most prolific bank robbers? What I would see is the most important part of this still lies open. I'm Not Here to Hurt You, a brand new series from the award-winning team behind the Indo Daily. That November day, that's where it all, all begins. Out now, wherever you get your podcasts. This is an Irish independent podcast. Andy Farrell has named his team for the final warm-up match against Samoa. And with that, the World Cup squad picture becomes a little bit clearer. Welcome to the Left Wing Podcast. Will Slattery here. And I'm delighted to be joined by Rory O'Connor in Biarritz to spin through all the team news talking points. And just before we kick off, I'll just run through the team just so everyone's on the same page. Listening, in numerical order, we have Keen Healy, Tom Stewart, Finley Bealham, Ian Henderson as captain, Ty Byrne, Ryan Baird, Josh Van Der Fleer, and Caelan Doris. And in the back line, we have Connor Murray, Jack Crowley, Stuart McCluskey, and Robbie Henshaw in the centres. And the back three of Keaters, Matt Hanson, and Jimmy O'Brien are full back. And then on the bench, we have Rob Herring, Jeremy Lockman, Tom O'Toole, James Ryan, Peter Armani, Craig Casey, Ross Byrne, and Gary Ringrose. So, Rudd, as I mentioned, the team has been announced. The last World Cup warm up game is taking place on Saturday. What, what can we glean from this team, do you think, in terms of big picture stuff? Will, I'm shuddering at the fact that you read out the team 1-15. to 15. That's, oh, it's wrong. It's 15-9 to uh, nine and 1-8. to eight. That's the house uh, style. Yeah. Come on. Uh, it's what can easy. We I think the easiest to spin through would just be to go in America. <laughs> but I take your point. Look, I take your point. What, what, do we, do, what we can glean, look, I think if you're Jacob Stockdale and Kieran Frawley, you know you're, you're, you're not going, your time with the Ireland is coming to an end this weekend. I think they have to be involved this week to be, uh, to be going to the World Cup. And um, the last... I mean, look, there's a few things hanging over the, the squad, like the Dan Sheehan news is getting more positive by the day. And there'll be quotes on our site later on today that will be kind of, you know, music to Irish fans ears um, as they kind of, they, they look like they're going to take him anyway. Like, you know, whether he'll be fit for Romania, I don't know. But but that kind of has clouded the picture a little bit in terms of how Andy Farrell picks his squad. I would expect that of the 23 that are playing, Jeremy Lockman, unless Dave Kilcoyne's injury is more serious, probably isn't going to go. Um, McCluskey and Earls is like Earls is definitely going. He's played in all three warm up games. Like you know, what's the point otherwise? You know, if it was all about getting him a thunder cap, you wouldn't start him on the wing the following week. Like he's a hundred percent going now. So I think it's between McCluskey, Prendergast, and maybe Ryan Baird for that last spot in the thirty three. It's a little bit of a whisper over here that Baird might be under pressure, but giving him the start. He's been such a big player for Ireland. I just can't see him not traveling. What um, sort of whisper is this? I have never even had a look, whisper. There's always, there's always whispers. Will there's always whispers. Look, I, I think you go. Like I, I would pick him in, in a heartbeat, and I, I think it would be 
Andy Farrell's a good selector. He's he's made very good decisions. If if he's seen training every day, we don't like they you know they lock us into rooms rather than let us watch training. So um you know I, like I think it's between McCluskey and Prendergast. And what Farrell is saying here is um is that he's very clear and always has been on his his split. So the um you know they've known throughout what they're going to do in terms of nineteen fourteen or or eighteen fifteen. Like you've getting those confused. Um, and obviously, like there was a chance this week, maybe with Kelleher and Sheehan both carry injuries, that they might carry four hookers, and that upsets everything. I guess the other thing is that any any one of these twenty three players could pick up an injury against Samo at the weekend, so that will change utterly. You know, like a couple of injuries on in the back line, and suddenly Frawley and Stockdale come into the picture. But as they pick the squad, um, I'd say they're doing a lot of stuff on that today because Andy Farrell. Um, has cleared the schedule for today. He's done his media yesterday in Bargo just to get the, a, a clear day, at, run it today. Um, I think the squad will be ready to go. It's been named at one thirty on Monday, but I think they've they've a fairly clear picture. He's very sanguine about it. Um, and like, why wouldn't he be? He's had a very good cycle. He's built towards this point. It's not like other teams who are playing catch up. He knows his players. So there's just one or two maybe to be ironed out, but I think he knows the squad. Sorry, Tom Stewart, I think, won't go unless there's one of those injuries is more serious. I, I made a mistake earlier with Jeremy Lockman, but, you know, he's ready to go if either of the other hookers go go down because he'll have started an international for Ireland. Um, it, I think will be a tough game on Saturday. Yeah, as you said, it's kind of a, an overlooked piece when I mentioned earlier that it kind of clears up the squad picture that it, obviously if there's an injury or two injuries or three injuries, as you said, all of a sudden things could, could change pretty rapidly. You know, what do you think about the the, the split uh, question, whether they go with, because it's funny, like Stuart McCluskey's fighting with a back row for a place in the World Cup squad. Like, you know, he probably would have thought maybe he'd be, you know, jockeying for position with Kieran Frawley potentially, but obviously the way people pick their squads these days, it's not always the case. I think probably most teams have probably gone for the extra forward from what I've seen, but potentially I haven't, you know, poured over every squad, but just, I know a, a couple of them have. Like, what, what do you think ultimately Ireland will do in that regard? I came into this window thinking 1914, like all the way. I just thought it made more sense for the, the, the opposition that Ireland are playing against. As it gets closer, I'm thinking 1815. I keep getting, as I said, I keep getting those mixed up. 1815. <laughs> I'm terrible at maths. I wasn't, I did pass maths from leaving. Um, I think McCluskey starting is a big signal that he's going to travel as well as Earls. They took four centers to the last World Cup, but I know that's three twelves. But the fact that Henshaw is 13 today, or sorry, on Saturday, just shows that they're still thinking about him in that as, as being able to cover both. Like, they have a lot of big games in succession. They need to be able to rotate through the World Cup, and they know they've got quality players um, to do that with. So, you know, say the first, like, they're using this window as a trial run for Romania into Tonga. So I think we're going to see pretty much the first team play against Romania with Sexton, and they're going to put an absolute cricket score on Romania. And then the following week, that a team like this will play against Tonga, I, 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 would, I would kind of predict... Um, and the fact that he's pairing McCluskey and Henshaw together again, having paired Ringrose and Aki last time, suggests to me that that's the way he's going to go. Um, I'm very open to being wrong about this. I, I, I'm not saying that's just the way I'm kind of reading the tea leaves rather than with any kind of insider information at, at this stage. But the I think McCluskey's had a very good year for Ireland. The teams they're playing against and the size that they bring and just the, the attrition they're going to have to go through um, over the course of that pool stage into the knockouts, we hope, is going to have a toll in midfield, I think. And because Tyburn and Ryan Baird can both play in the back row, I think it just lessens the need to bring Keane Prendergast, who got a start last week, did okay, did well, you know, a couple of mistakes, but wasn't 
fantastic. You know, probably didn't do enough. Um, and he's there now. Like you know, he's got a start for Ireland in a in a in a big test against England at the Viva Stadium. And if a back row goes down, he's an hour and a half flight away. So that's the comfort that they have. But you know, with it being a Northern Hemisphere World Cup, so that's that's where I'm thinking he's going to go. I, I presume Kilcoyne will go ahead of Lockman, given he was in the initial squad and they only brought Lockman on for the last couple of minutes, um, last time out. Um, I think the three hookers will be Sheehan, Kelleher, and Herring at this point, albeit with the caveats that the injury information may change over time. So they're the big questions, but like it's such a settled, like we're, we're squabbling over two or three positions. Obviously there may be a surprise. He could go with two scrum halves. You know, he could drop Craig Casey. I just don't see it. But, um, you know, there, there will be, a, there may be a surprise or two on Monday, but it's so established and clear. And it's quite a strong team that he's named. You know, I, I do think that this is quite close to the team we'll see against Tonga. Yeah, I, I think when I look at the last kind of, well, I suppose, we, yeah, I said, we don't know what way he's thinking. But if we're looking at maybe the last selection as being maybe McCluskey or Prendergast, I feel like ultimately McCluskey has a great, a far greater chance of having a big impact at this World Cup than Keen Prendergast probably does. I, I can't see Keen Prendergast playing any more minutes than maybe off the bench against Tonga, potentially. Whereas Stuart McCluskey could probably definitely start a pool game at, at least one and depending on injuries you could end up playing a pretty key role whereas I just don't see any scenario where Keane Prendergast is end up ends up starting for Ireland because as you said the versatility they have in some of those second rows they could always switch you know it around that way um but as you said and, and, be- and look at that number 23 jersey Gary Ring he often if not always puts a center in that 23 shirt so, you know, like I think if he was thinking of Jimmy O'Brien as more than just a, an emergency 13, he would have played him at 13 um, on Saturday. But he's gone with Henshaw 13 with Ringrose to come off the bench. Wouldn't be surprised to see Ringrose come on in the wing just to kind of give him a, a little flavor of what's needed there. I'm sure he's done it at training. You know, they're thinking about all this stuff. You know, O'Brien can, we talked to O'Brien earlier this week, he can play across the back line. Crowley can play 10, 12, 15. I wouldn't be surprised if when Ross Byrne comes on, he might have a little, another little run somewhere else like you know they had the scrum halves thrown in like to the lineouts this week like they're as as i said earlier like other teams are really scrambling at this point because they've changed coaches they've, they're in terrible form like garland i think they want a big game on saturday they want to be tested by samoa i think they maybe feel a bit under, under undercooked because of the england were so poor and, and italy weren't brilliant either and um, but they do have that romania and tonga games to build into the world cup but i do get a sense that they're they're fine-tuning rather than kind of trying to find things out I, like i I would think Farrell knows his squad. Yeah. Injury is the only uh, thing. Sorry, just on a point, um, you know, in the centre, you know, it's been very seldom that Andy Farrell has had Ringrose, Aki and Henshaw all fit at the same time. I think it's probably only happened a handful of times for like, you know, big games. Even in the last Six Nations, there was various disruptions with injury. You know, Ringrose had a concussion, Henshaw missed some time. So now that those three lads are fit, it very much looks like Bundy, Aki and Gary Ringrose are the first choice centre partnership with Robbie Henshaw you know, having played kind of twice with the second string, if you want to call it that, or, or not a full-strength team, and then maybe looking up that uh, 23 jersey. Is that how you read it as well? I think, yeah, I think so. But like, but I'm just looking, as you speak, I just flicked into my kind of team spreadsheet that I keep. And my closest played started eight of Ireland's last 11 internationals. So he's, you know, he has he has been a, a very important figure in, in that squad. But I think when it comes to the kind of work of quarterfinal selection I, I think it's it's open you know I don't think McCluskey's really in the mix when it comes to that uh, barring an injury I, I think like Aki's looking really sharp he looked really strong in, in that game against England Ringrose is nailed on obviously like Henshaw Aki is, is an interesting one an interesting battle but like yeah if one starts one goes onto the bench it's not 
it's and it's formidable, isn't it? Like they're all really good players. Like you know, you wouldn't have any doubts about putting any of those four centers in a, in a big international for Ireland. Really, I, I the, the combination I don't like is is McCluskey and Aki because you know we saw in the Italy game, albeit Aki looks an incredible. I don't know if you saw the info snaps this week of Bundy Aki. Like he looks in incredible shape at 33, but I don't like him at 13. I don't think he can do that role at this stage of his career, particularly with Ross Byrne at 10. You got Jack, like Crowdy can play 12 as well. Like they have options. You know, Earl's out of push. I don't think really like Earl's at 13 anymore, but like I never really did, particularly. I think he's more an outside back. But yeah, I think Henshaw and Ringrose probably is, is still the preferred combination, but it, it's not uh, It's not set in stone. Yeah, just as another aside, like yeah, Ireland should have it. If fitness permitting, a really, really formidable bench. You mentioned the 23 jersey, but like potentially you could have like, you know, Ronan Kelleher, Ian Henderson, Jack Conan, Robbie Henshaw, Connor Murray. Like these are stalwarts, top class players like that. Again, we, we probably haven't seen Ireland with, you know, a fully fit kind of squad like that, that they have had such a strong bench at any one time for an extended period. But if they get a run of luck with the injuries, they could have a, they'd have one of the strongest 23s, if not the strongest 23 in the tournament. Absolutely. I mean, like they're going, they're in such good shape going to this tournament. Like they, you know, the injuries over the hookers are is a concern. Jack Conan, you know, is another player that you put on that bench, and he suddenly got a real impact. And like, remember that game against England at Twickenham in twenty twenty two when that you know the game like the, the against fourteen men, but the scrum was struggling and the the players looked jittery. And that bench came in. Murray was really good. Rob Herring was very good. Jack Conan was excellent. Like you know, these are big moments players. And what it allows you also to do during a tournament is flick in and out so like i think you know baird is a really good bench option in that 19 shirt because he can scrummage at 19 if he goes second row like i think he's going it's just you know it's just a whisper but um and like joe mccarthy's another one who like you know could have a big world cup because he's so he's just a, such a sizable forceful player with a great attitude you know you know he is maybe the bolter of the pack even though he's been in and around the setup for for a couple of years now so you're right that 23 is going to be really strong as you know at the start anyway but as we know, it's a very attritional sport and, and you know, injuries happen and we have a couple of clouds hanging over a couple of players. Um, you know, we're not, you know, Farrell is confident about all of them. But, you know, that's just that's the positive messaging that's being put out. Um, we'll see, and you know, obviously with a physical game to come on Saturday. But at the, as it stands right now, I do think there's a little bit of concern about them being road tested. Like, I, I don't think the, the preseason has really tested them in any way, but they look in, in, in incredibly good nick and, and they... Uh, like this is a very it's a much changed 23 you're looking at the you know first choice well, so not even like you know there's, there's first choice players scattered in amongst it but it's still a very good team you'd have no doubt about this team in a game against Tonga for for example you would like a couple more of the heavy hitters and we haven't even talked about Sexton coming back as well you know so like it's, it's a very good position to be in two weeks out from a World Cup yeah, but the road-tested element, I think, is worth mentioning in the sense that like, when Ireland plays South Africa, Ireland will have played warm-up games without really being tested and Tonga and Romania. South Africa will have played the All Blacks on Friday night, then Scotland in their first pool game. They've had a rugby championship uh, as well. Like they, they really will have had a, a fairly you know, formidable, good, kind of robust uh, warm-up game. Like, now, whether that matters in the end, we'll see, I suppose, come September 23rd. But they'll have certainly taken two very different roads to get to that game. Yeah, and like Friday night, um, it's gonna be a cracker. Right South Africa, like it's, it's a mad fixture really to be playing two weeks out. But they're both taking it very seriously. They both pick. They both pick really strong teams. Um, it's appointment viewing, isn't it? Like I mean, even the fact that it's sold out on England Fiji the next day is only going to be half full. Just says a lot about the state of the 
the the the the, the two sides of the draw. Um, I think that's a very valid pool game. They both the first up, arguably, like because if South Africa beats Scotland, yeah. they're pretty much through. So like they probably yeah. maybe want to be, you know. Oh no, absolutely! It's it's it. I can understand why they they put the fixture in the diary. Like Ireland won't be tested by Samoa in the same way, but I do think that it will be more like maybe it's a very very insulting thing then but i do think that like samoa are, are a good side who have big ambitions for this tournament like they're not maybe at the like they're a little bit behind fiji in terms of a team who can come from that kind of outside you know so-called tier two and and make a big impact but like with england in that pool they must be licking their lips a little bit japan are, are not the force they were four years ago um like that's a wide open one and argentina are probably the favorites to go through so like samoa have because of the change in World, Cup, World Rugby's eligibility laws, we haven't seen their team yet as we record, but like they have Lima Sapawanga, they have Stephen Luatua, they have um, UJ Sutuni, who was really good for La Rochelle last season. They've got Michael Alalatoa, who's their co-captain, the, the Leinster prop. They're being coached by... Lilia Fano as well, yeah, Christian Absolutely, yeah. Like, so they've got quality and experience and they've got like, you know, test experience with other nations, but um they're being coached andrew goodman's on the coaching staff you know he's, he knows these Irish players very very well he had a good piece with keen which is up on uh, independent.ie now so like it's it it's a test it's not look it's not playing new zealand that's picking them the week before like you know that, that there's definitely a levels to this thing but i do think physic physically the fact that it's the same referee as the tonga, tonga game in three weeks time you know the wayne barnes the the fact that look you know not to be like you know the physical profile of the team will be quite similar although some are better than tonga right now Um, i think there's a, there's logic in playing it and um, the conditions will be better because it the, than, than they are right now because it's very hot today but the weather's set to break overnight and it'll actually be a bit wet and andy farrell again said look it's going to be you know we haven't played in the rain yet so that'll be a good little little, little thing for them to tick off as they kind of scenario plan their way through these these warm-up games so it's a, it's an interesting fixture without being the kind of blockbuster clash. It's going to be sold out, you know. Like the French, the, the World Cup doesn't make it down to the Basque Country, so the locals, it's caught the imagination. There's loads of French people on holidays here. There's a few Irish people, no doubt as well. We've seen a few Irish people who've kind of booked their holidays, either whether they're here or not, before they knew about the fixture or not. But they'll probably tip along to the game as well. So I think it's going to be a good. It's a lovely little ground. It's about fifteen thousand capacity. Um, uh, Munster are not playing here this season. I think they're they're welcoming Bayonne to, to Thomond and their new stupid uh, EPCR um, structure. But the um, like Bayonne are a growing club, and this is a you know very big rugby region in in in, in France. So um, I think it's going to be a good occasion, if if not the blockbuster that Twickenham will be on Friday night. Yeah, it's a great rugby uh, area. As you said, I, you know, they played Toulouse last Friday night in their home opener and beat them, and there was a great crowd there. So hopefully, mm. it's a similar atmosphere with, with a lot of Irish fans there as well. What does the out half selection tell us about what the twenty three could look like for Romania? Jack Crowley, it gets to start. Ross Byrne is on the bench. Does that mean he's the leader in the clubhouse to take the twenty two jersey? I think if you read Mike Cat's comments that he made on um, Tuesday here. Ross Byrne is still ahead in their minds. I think if Johnny Sexton gets injured and he's unavailable to play a big match, they'll go with, with Ross Byrne because as um, you know, Kat talked about his experience, his leadership. I'm searching for a word that's just escaped me that he, that he used. But it, like that time in the saddle that he's had just, I think, edges Crowley for a starting 10 game in a game against South Africa, Scotland or a quarterfinal. However, off the bench, Jack Crowley offers you the capacity to come on with pace play uh, a really strong attacking game. He also offers you the, the capacity to play 12, 15. He's a really good defender. He's in great form. So I think that battle is really, you know, the, it, it's tight. It's tightening all the time. 
Byrne has the edge right now and I think just has that extra bit of experience from all those games he's played for Leinster. He's got, you know, probably 10, 15 more caps than Crowley as well. And he was very good in the Six Nations closing out games for Ireland. Um, I think Crowley may start that second game against, you know, to, to counter counteract what he's saying. Just the fact that he's starting this game suggests he may start against Tonga. He may miss out in the 23 for the first game and, and may start against Tonga. It's hard to read at the moment. The Romania game is just such a, like, I think they're going to play a really strong team, but they know they're going to win that game, whereas Tonga yeah. is a bit more tricky. Um, but they've got to give Sexton a rest somewhere. I know he's just back, but like, you know, he's 38 and he's got, you know, they'll get him out there against Romania. They might put him on the bench for the second game. I don't know. So I think Byrne just holds the edge, but Crowdy's very close. And his flexibility and versatility is really important when you get him onto that bench. Yeah, I suppose we're all honing in on the Romania game, but like that's the start of the World Cup, not the end of it. There's, there could be five more matches to play. So there's no way that, or there's no reason why like Jack Curley might not be in the 22 jersey for the first game, but come quarterfinal time, if he's played well against Tonga, if he gets a start and does well, maybe he edges back in. So I suppose that's, mm. that's a, there'll be plenty of live selection things. I suppose we're really honing in, obviously, on the start because that'll be the first World Cup game, but things could change pretty dramatically, potentially, depending on how people play or, or what injuries are picked up. Um, yeah, and, and the, the nature of the fixtures means that the, the you know, Romania is a is a is the last warm up game in some ways, and obviously in 07 they they took Namibia, they couldn't you know rouse themselves for a game against Namibia, and then they struggled past Georgia. So like there is danger in these things, but I do think you know the way they play, the, the I just don't see that danger this time. I don't like they're 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 in good form. They'll beat those two teams, and like Romania have had a really poor warm up. Like they they've lost heavily to Italy last week. One of their best. They're arguably the worst team in the, the tournament. Game. I would say you know I think there's 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 better teams than them who didn't qualify for the tournament. Like the USA beat them a couple of weeks ago, and they're not going. So, um, you know, that will be a, a cricket score in Bordeaux. Big, like, it, it's a real chance to announce yourself at the World Cup, put on a big show for a big Irish crowd and get some good feel-good factor as you build into it. Then you go to Nantes and, you know, I get a good test against Tonga, which, I, I, you know, I was worried about. But then watching a bit of the Pacific Nations Cup, they just don't seem to be, even with the kind of calibre players, even the fact that Falao is going to miss out with injury. I know, like, I'm kind of glad because we won't have to deal with kind of all the baggage that comes with him. But, like, he, you know, he's still... You know, a superstar of the past and could have done some damage. They still have very good players, but I just think the collective is not there with 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 Tonga. And then you're into the real meat of it in week three, September twenty third, is when Ireland's World Cup really gets going. And um, that fortnight between the South Africa Scotland game is what it's all about. And and yes, the three games between now and then will clarify Andy Farrell's thoughts. But we know we we know largely what the team is going to be for those big games because it's been such a settled team over the last couple of years. Injuries aside. Um, and that's one of Ireland's great strengths because they are the world's number one team, the Six Nations Grand Slam champions, having beaten everyone in their path over the couple of years that they've gone through, you know, won a series in New Zealand. All the stuff that they've put together over the last couple of years is what gives us comfort going into this, that they will be able to perform. And whether that's enough is going to, we're going to see in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, Tonga's a funny one. I watched them play Australia A maybe four weeks ago and they had a really strong team out and hammered them and they looked really good. And I think they've lost every game since and got hammered in most yeah. of them and picked up a few injuries and, uh, you know, a couple of suspensions has been a talking point with George Moala. So they're not, as you said, not quite the formidable prospect they appeared maybe a month or so ago. Just before we let you go, uh, what's your plans for the rest of the day now in Beirut? Maybe some sightseeing, potentially trip to the beach? What it's are you going to do? It's too hot. I'll definitely get to the beach because it's the one way of cooling down. I, I mean, yesterday I was trying to work in a restaurant and I was sweating so much I had to go back to my room, which thankfully has aircon. Um, like it was 40 degrees for me most of the afternoon yesterday. It was deeply uncomfortable um, everywhere. It was just every time we went outside, you're just almost gasping for air. Like it's quite, you know, it's, it, it's not normal. 
for this part of the world um it's quite alarming really like it's it's a big heat wave across france it is going to break overnight so yeah it's the last chance to see a bit of sun so i'm kind of plenty of work to be doing will we've got a press conference to write up and and lots of lots of lots of things to be to be uploaded onto independent.e over the next 48 hours um as we build up to the game but yeah, I'm hoping to see a little bit of Biarritz. It's a lovely place to be. It's a great place to, to. It's been nice to have a sample of France just before the World Cup, even though the 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 World Cup isn't coming to this part. But you can sense the excitement uh, around the place, the anticipation about France. They're playing Australia on Sunday. They're actually, I didn't realize yesterday, they're half an hour up the road preparing for that game. Um, like there's a real buzz about the place. I think anyone who's going to make the trip is going to have a great time. It's 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 going to be such a huge event, and and have, to have an Irish team. You know, with such high expectations and so, such high hopes, is 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 brilliant. So, um, yeah, it's whetted the appetite nicely for what's to come, and and um, yeah, it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a good game. I think it's gonna be a, a good test for Ireland and a good 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 occasion as they kind of you know close out these warm ups and like they should win. You know, bounce into the World Cup on a bit of a high, find out a few more things about a few more players, and hopefully come through unscathed in terms of injuries. And there's good news on Danchi and you know uh, to come. There's you know, going to be hopefully they, you know, Kelleher is okay and they can name a really strong 33 on Monday. And I know we're going to talk, me and Keane will be back here on Sunday and we'll have a, another one, at pretty, another pod to talk about the squad. And Luke will be back on next week. There's lots to be getting stuck into. It's really feeling very real now. Yeah, the excitement is certainly ratcheting up for the moment. Rudd, thanks so much for joining us from B Ritz and getting all the insights and the latest news from the Ireland campus. Rudd mentioned we will have another podcast after the game. Uh, looking back on Ireland's game against Samoa and plenty to talk about next week with the squad announcement. In the meantime, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or listen on independent.ie. So until next time, thanks for listening and goodbye. This is an Irish independent podcast.